Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here we go, boys. Oh, I'm Gilbert Gottfried. I'm here with Frank Sando Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsession with crepe paper. Less rainbow. Oh my God! You really hit amazing and colossal. That's it. He's got such energy. Suddenly, yeah. he's like shot out of a Roman yeah. Yeah, out of a, he, a Roman he, candle. When he turns to me to describe what's missing, you can see it. It just takes the whole thing up. He's he's like Sandy Duncan. Yeah. He's a ball of he's a ball of energy. The <laughs> Star Spangled Girl. Hi, Gilly. Yes. How are you? Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. You're looking well. Yes. Yes. Uh. Paul Raybone is here. Bling, we established bling, that. Bling, bling. What are you this week? Crepe paper list? Crepe paper Sorry, list. I was looking down at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me. Uh, we're going to do something different. Something a little bit out of the ordinary. We're going to do a producer of the month, which we haven't done in a long oh, time. okay. And I don't know whether I'm going to try to stump you with these or just talk to you about them. Yes. Because this, this is a bit of a blind spot for me. But I know that this is your sweet spot. Oh. This being the month of October, uh, one of our fans by the name of Sean Liu, Sean Liu, L-O-U, said... Lou, Lou! You say you saw the candle move. You saw the candle move. (laughs) (laughs) What was that great bit where uh, he had to... uh, I must have gone back to vaudeville. Where they try to prove to Sydney Fields that a loaf of bread is the mother of an airplane. Oh, do you remember this bit? <laughs> Am I crazy? You remember this? It's the, it, and the, the punchline ends up being that necessity is the mother of invention. That a loaf of bread is a necessity, and the airplane is an invention. I got. And he draws to... it on the wall, of oh. Fields' boarding house, so that they can get out of their rent. He bets him. <laughs> These are the kind of conversations I'd have with Drew Friedman at one in the morning. He bets Mr. Fields that he doesn't if he if he can prove that a, a loaf of bread is the mother to an airplane yeah. he he doesn't have to pay his rent that month. This is the shit that pops into my head when you talk about Luke Costello. Anyway, it's the month of October and so this gentleman suggested something that's right up Gilbert's alley and that is the worst Frankenstein movies ever made. Oh. How about that? Pretty pa- good. Paul's okay. looking at me. Now Paul, yeah. you were not brought in on this no. earlier. We've never met before. <laughs> Is that correct? That's correct. I'm doing it. <laughs> well, that was... Well, I'll start... I'm doing Kreskin. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I, you got there one was, off the top of your head? Frankenstein's Daughter. That's on my list. Which had... Um, 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 what's his name? Uh, the, the silent screen. 
uh, uh, Harold Lloyd Jr. That's right. That's yes. right. Very well. good. Special <laughs> appearance by Harold Lloyd Jr. How did you come up with that? And surprisingly, he didn't follow it up with a big movie career. No. Yeah. No. No, Harold Lloyd Jr. I want to see, I printed some of these out. I want to see how many of these you actually know. And, and I heard with um, Frankenstein's daughter when... The director didn't know what the makeup people were going to do because he just, you know, they got them as cheap as possible. And when he saw how bad it was, he started crying. <laughs> Is that when, true? Yeah. Where did you see this? Yeah, because it looks like a guy, first of all. It doesn't look like a girl. It was just just scary. Okay, but was it worse than Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter? That was that with John Carradine? Mm, no, I don't think he's John Carradine in that met Dra he's Dracula. Billy the Kid meets Dracula. Billy the Kid meets Dracula. That's <laughs> right. a whole other Close ball of cowboy That's monster. A whole other ball of wax. <laughs> Paul, do me a favor. Look yes, up sir. who was in Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter, made in 1966 by William Oneshot Bodine. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And he may I think he's the he's the guy that directed Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. Right? Well, same I, guy. That's right. Yeah, same With, guy. Uh, Sandy, Sammy Petrillo Sammy and Petrillo Duke and Mitchell. Dookie Mitchell. Uh, Carradine was in some awful thing from 1981 called Frankenstein Island. I saw that. <laughs> You've seen that one, too. I saw that. Of course. And there's, like, zombies walking yes, around. Yes, it was a remake of something called Teenage Zombies. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that was a, that was a, that was John Carradine paying the rent. A major league mess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I just want to see if you know some of these titles because some of these things are and truly awful. I remember awful. in Frankenstein's Island, mm -hmm. they have the Mad Doctor and he's wearing an eye patch. <laughs> of course, and there are zombies uh, walking around growling, and the hero says to him, "How did you lose your eye?" And you go. I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> there are zombies here. <laughs> By the way, what was the plot? Because I have not seen Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter, know, although I want to. The Frankenstein mo monster does show up in Frankenstein Island. He does. It looks like a was Halloween this, I mask. understand the plot of this was that Jesse James is on the run and he hides out in Frankenstein's castle. Is, was that the premise? Well, that was uh, the... It's based on a true story. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yes. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. I see. I didn't realize that. <laughs> do you know, do any of these titles mean anything to you? And, Paul, you can chime in on any of these or just look, right. look any of them up. Frankenstein Conquers the World. That I, was Japanese. Yes, yes. Yeah. I remember... In fact, I, I think they used a picture... From Frankenstein Conquers the World on one of the covers of Famous Monsters. Incredible. Incredible. I got a little bit on Jesse James here. Hit you, me. I'm just, uh, he, so I haven't like, stumped him yet, by the way. He knows every one of these. these so it's Jesse sad. James meets it's Frankenstein's sad. daughter, 1966. <laughs> the IMDb rating is 2.9 out of 10. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it you start, want to watch it all it the more. Such a, now, J Jesse James, of course, was played by John Lupton. Of course he was. And, and Dr. Maria Frankenstein was played by Narda Onyx. Uh -huh. Sounds like some kind of mineral. Uh-huh. And Cal Boulder played uh, Hank, Tracy, and Igor. Based and on a true on. story, as Based Gilbert said. Like, like out of Africa. Yes. <laughs> on, there's nobody here who seems remotely recognizable Oh, here. my God. But, you know, he knew he knew Frankenstein Island. He knew Frankenstein Conquers the World was right. Japanese. I don't even have the plot of that one. Do I have the plot of that one? I, I can 
still see the picture uh-huh. in my mind okay. from Frankenstein Conquers the World. Okay, I'm going to try some of these other it's ones out on This Japanese you. guy. Yeah, and-, and by the way, we'll invite our listeners, if there's one we miss, we'll invite <laughs> our listeners to write in or tweet us and tell us, uh, or, or post on Listener Society and tell us what you think the worst Frankenstein movie ever made was. How about this? Does this mean anything to you? Uh, from I'm going to go in reverse order here. Nope, I'll go in chronological order. Frankenstein meets the space monster? Does that mean anything to you? From 1965? Oh, yes! Wait! <laughs> oh, yeah! Wait! Guess who, guess who wait! starred in it? James Caron! Look at this guy. James Caron was in that. He was the star. James Caron was the star. He was a sign. I spoke to James Caron today. You did? How's he, he doing? Told me. <laughs> He's doing good. Oh, good. It was great talk. Good. Yes. He never signed yes. a release form. <laughs> uh, James Caron was like the official or the scientist. Yeah. And, you and got it's it. an astronaut. He yep. goes into space and talk about like the worst special effects. <laughs> I'll give you the plot. All the women on the planet Mars have died in an atomic war, except for Martian princess Marcuzan. Marcuzan and her right-hand man, Dr. Nader, decide they will travel to Earth and steal all the women on the planet in order to continue the Martian race, and they shoot down a space capsule manned by the android astronaut Colonel Frank Saunders, causing it to crash in Puerto Rico. And and that's <laughs> James Karen said they did film this in Puerto Rico. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Frank's electronic brain and the left half of his face are damaged uh, after encountering a ray gun. Frank, now the Frankenstein of the title, described by his creator as an astro robot without a control system. So technically, this is not the Frankenstein monster. Okay. I remember there's a scene there. Where it's supposed to be, there's a press conference with the astronaut, mm-hmm. and he breaks down and stops moving. So they they couldn't even get the actor to just sit still. <laughs> so they they obviously freeze the film. Uh, they just stop the film. It's so obvious. Stop the film. No python. And and. My favorite thing is to avoid any suspicion <laughs> yeah. that something crazy is going on, that the astronaut's not moving. They make an announcement, uh, we'll be serving drinks in the other room. <laughs> and everyone goes, drinks? Let's go. <laughs> That's like Ed Woodbad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the- I saw that one. Of course you did. Uh, in the United States, it was released on a double feature with Curse of the Voodoo. <laughs> uh, the film tells the story of a facially damaged android who fights alien invaders despite the title. I should have I should have led with this. Neither Dr. Frankenstein nor the Frankenstein monster appear anywhere in the film. <laughs> we have to get James back on just to yes. talk about this. Uh, the film was ranked number seven in a DVD documentary called The worst, The 50 Worst Movies Ever Made. We I, definitely should give him a call. We will. Yeah. How's he doing? Is he in good spirits? Uh, Is he yeah. lively? Great. Yeah, he's, he's got the same voice. Oh, I love that man. Yeah. Had you ever heard of this one, Paul? No. <laughs> Can you, this, this man next to me, a Marvel or what? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't stumped him yet. Okay, Gil, here's another one. If it's a piece of shit, I've seen it. <laughs> How about, what was that one? That was from 1965. Okay, I'm not going in order. I'm going all over the place. I believe you talked about this one on a previous show. 
This was made in 1958, but it's called Frankenstein 1970. Boris Karloff. Very good. And and it's it, and it's the the premise is they're shooting a horror movie. Correct. In an old house that they don't know is the house of Dr. Frankenstein. Yes. Yes. Who was held prisoner by the Nazis. Correct. Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> Did you know that Frankenstein became uh, was a prisoner of war? No yes. Idea. Dr. Yes. Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein. Yes. Made in 1958, Dr. Frankenstein allows a TV crew to shoot a movie in his castle, and he uses the cash to buy an atomic reactor. Yeah. <laughs> I assume to exact revenge on the Nazis. Yes. Who tortured him. Wow. When the Baron, uh, the, the arrangement gives the Baron just enough money to buy an atomic reactor, when he, which he uses to create a living being, modeled after his own likeness. When the Baron runs out of body parts for his work, he proceeds to kill off members of the film crew. Well, absolutely. Uh, and even his faithful butler for more spare parts. Boy, Karloff was just... Oh, oh, this yeah. This is heartbreaking. Give me a check. <laughs> yeah, give me the, cut, and, cut and to the check. Karloff, <laughs> I think in one part, does a whole long speech about this one Nazi who used to yell at them. And he goes, And then they found him with his tongue cut out. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. After the reactor is shut down and the, radio, uh, the radiation falls to safe levels, the monster's bandages are removed, and an audio tape is played back in which the Baron reveals that he had intended all along for the monster to be a perpetuation of himself. Because he was the last of the Frankenstein family line. There and, you go. And Is this I making think, any sense at all? <laughs> Not too I much. think they were originally going to call this uh, Frankenstein 1963. But then they said, well, it's only like three years into the future. <laughs> right, technically five. Yeah. yeah, like five years into the future. That's not so mysterious. Yeah, yeah. It was shot in black and white cinemascope. It was released theatrically on a double feature with the Zsa Zsa Gabor film Queen of Outer Space. Ooh. How about that? And, and I remember it begins with, it looks like the Frankenstein monsters chasing someone, and then it goes, cut. And then you see it's... Uh, oh, it's the fake out. Yeah. So then they, you know it's a movie being made. At least and they I were clever enough to do that. The movie they were shooting at the beginning, they should have shot that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by a man who had a career, Howard Koch, who wow. was the, pr the producer of The Odd Couple, The Manchurian Candidate, Airplane. Howard W. Koch. Everybody's yeah. got to start somewhere. Felix! Felix! <laughs> Frankenstein! He was... Uh, Howard Koch had a big career. Yeah. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this. Okay, we haven't stumped Gilbert yet. Here's another one. <laughs> I, I fear we will not. Does the does the title Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks mean anything to you? I, the title. Okay, I this know. stars Rosanna Brazzi as, oh, Count, Fra as wow. Count Frankenstein. Right. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a midget in a movie. <laughs> Not a midget. <laughs> I oh, think Michael I, Dunn's in it. I oh yeah. wow. Yeah, Michael Dunn's in it. How so, did you know that? So somewhere, Irve Villages was going. <laughs> I wasn't I in that movie. <laughs> Can I talk to my agent, Marty Rosenberg? <laughs> hey, Marty, why wasn't I in Frankenstein and the Cattle of Freaks where I could have gotten more pussy?
I'm Salik. <laughs> Back this up a minute. Why did you think Rosano Bronzi was a midget? Rosano Bronzi. With a name like that, he should be. He was Catherine Hepburn's love interest in Summertime. Oh, the Italian well, actor. Yeah, but they shot him to look normal. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, but without they even... They had him standing on a soda box. <laughs> without even knowing it, you, you didn't even know there was a dwarf... Who got second who billing? Did, <laughs> the great Michael Dunn. Who did Michael Dunn play it? What part did Michael play Dunn us? played Gens? Yeah, Gens. I, I know, but that doesn't See, tell us much. See, he had to have a midget <laughs> name. What? He had to have a midget <laughs> of name. Course. Like they couldn't name him Dave or Phil. He had to have Phil like, the, Phil the midget. Phil yeah. the midget. Could, hey, could someone fill the midget, please? <laughs> Let me give you the plot of this one. Uh, We're taking a break. We have to fill the midget. <laughs> You'll love this one, Paulie. A Neanderthal man is lynched by villagers. And Count Frankenstein brings the monster back to life, trying to avoid detection from the authorities and the locals. His creation escapes and wreaks havoc. Uh, you know, as it does. Havoc, as, 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 as they tend to do. Right. I love this. I found this, this gaff on IMDb <laughs> doing research on Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks, which was Italian. Oh, so you, yeah. You can... Put through your usual I'm sure slurs out there. Some of name our finest like movie makers, John Smith. Well, here's what's interesting: Italian film critic and historian Roberto Cutti <laughs> stated that the production, the production details of this film were shady, if not contradictory, which includes the identity of the director of the film, which is unknown. Nobody would put their name on it. Kind of like this episode. Just kind of like this episode. Among I, just, the I just got a call from Standards. They asked uh, if we stop recording now and burn the Macintosh and anything related to this episode. No more midget mentions. <laughs> uh, there are different theories about who directed. No one would take credit for Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks. Was it producer Oscar Brazzi? Cinematographer Mario Mancini? Or Spanish actor Ramiro Oliveros? It it sounds like character Chico would have been in. <laughs> yeah, Baravelli. Yes. <laughs> directed by Baravelli. Ravelli the Iceman. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't want any ice. <laughs> hey, Rusty. Hey, Rusty. <laughs> what do you got, he's, Paul? He's, well, there's just, uh, probably, we should save these for a part two. Oh, my because throat hurts. It just has similar movies to Castle of Freaks. And there's like another eight or ten here that are just yeah. unbelievable. The film was released <laughs> in the worse, U.S. Worse. under various titles, including Terror Castle, The House of Freaks, The Monsters of Dr. Frankenstein, and finally Doctor's, Dr. Frankenstein's <laughs> Castle of Freaks. They not only had trouble with the director's name, they, the movie's name was also a yeah. problem. <laughs> so, you know, you, go, you like to go slamming the Guinea directors. <laughs> in this case, they, they evaded your, uh, your ire because nobody would actually take credit for it. I got another one here. Do I have this one? So this movie had no witnesses. <laughs> no uh, witnesses. By the way, uh, Frankenstein 1970, uh, just to go back, was shot in eight days on a modest budget. And the film's, the, the main, the film's main set was barred from a 1958 movie called Too Much Too Soon. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, here's a couple more. Do these mean anything to you? 
Uh, Lady Frankenstein. Yes! <laughs> Joseph Cotton. Lady Frankenstein has Mickey Haggerty. You're right, Mickey Haggerty. Yes. Hargitay. Hargitay. Mickey Hargitay. Who is uh, Marissa Hargitay's yeah, father. Jane Mansfield's ex-husband. Yeah, and he's like a detective. I don't know the plot of this yes. one. I'm going to have Paul yes. look it up. It was... Uh, it was Lady Frankenstein, and one thing I will have to give them points for, yep, I there was nudity. In Lady Frankenstein? Yes, there was nudity. How about that? I hope it wasn't Joseph Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the third actor listed, by the way, Paul, if you found it. Uh, yeah, I had it. How do, you, how do you pronounce his name? The third actor listed under Mickey Hargitay and Joseph Cotton is Herbert F.U.X., Herbert Fox. <laughs> <laughs> or Herbert Fuchs. Or Herbert. But how would you pronounce F U X? Fuchs. Fuchs? Fuchs. I, but he's not, well, a, it's not a Jewish fellow. You like the guy. You like not him. Not a Fuchs. Jewish fellow. <laughs> Gilbert but has actually heard of Lady Frankenstein. I, I was, when I was working <laughs> Vegas the last time, I went to the closing place. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the costume girls. Mm -hmm. And I was doing my laundry there in the room. And I was sitting in the chair and Lady Frankenstein <laughs> oh <my God>. was <laughs> on. Oh and my. I thought, this is such a treat. <laughs> wow. There was, there was nudity. You live an active life. And Mickey Hargitay. And Mickey Hargitay. Yeah. So I, I I think I went through so many screens here. I think I have the the right seventy one. And, and you know something, okay. Mickey Hargitay, not a good actor. No, no, no. no. So Doctor Frankenstein is killed by a monster he created. Yes. His daughter and his lab assistant continue his experiments. The two fall in love. Of course. An attempt to transplant Marshall's brain into the muscular body of a retarded servant, Stephen. No wonder this was up your alley. And, and I think... <laughs> this, is, this is like Gilbert directed this. I think Mickey Hargitay is doing, trying to be a cool detective. I see. Like carrying a cane oh, and I see. polishing the right, handle. He's Mike Hammer. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, okay, what else you got? Do you know this one, Gil? From 19... 57, and this stars somebody who was also featured in your act, Whit Bissell. <laughs> teenage Frankenstein. You got it. Teenage Frankenstein. I was a teenage Frankenstein. And, I mean, the makeup looked like silly putty. Yeah, this is, well, this was an AI, uh, AIP special. Oh, yes, This was an yes. art call beauty. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. And Phyllis Coates is in it, Lois Lane. Oh, wow. Who's, who's still with us. They they have a uh, their one big line in the movie is uh, Whit Bissell as Doctor Frankenstein says, "I know you have a civil tongue. I sewed it there myself." <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Whit Bissell? Was it Be was it Bessel? Oh, oh Bessel, Bessel is Jessel. Bissell, yeah. Jacqueline Bissett. Right. Uh, Ted Bessel. Uh, yeah, in, in I the Jessel story. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did that the first night I ever saw you on stage at the comic show. Yes, oh which my I'm guessing God. was 1981. Yeah. And back then they were all dead, <laughs> <laughs> except for Jacqueline Bissett. Yeah, there was the I, we, the Ted Bessel and the Georgie Jessel story. Yes, we yes. like Bessel, but only a Bissell yes, says the Jewish yes. press. Yeah. yeah, great stuff. Gary Conway from Land of the Giants That's played the monster. Right. That's right. He's the monster. And at one point, he kills a teenage boy. I love this line. And obtains his face. <laughs> I don't know what and that means. And he's Wait, wearing like, like a pretty boy muscle man t-shirt. Uh-huh. 
even though he's got the Frankenstein makeup on. So this was this was grade Z, Arkoff all the way. Absolutely. Nicholson and Arkoff. Absolutely. And Arkoff, yeah. Boy, there is there is no stumping you on this subject of and bad I Frankenstein movies. And I met Samuel Arkoff years Oh, that's ago. right. Yes. Was, it, was it him that said the crap was my idea? Uh-oh. <laughs> The, the, the yeah, shit was my idea. What was yeah, because I think um, what was the story? Uh, Roger Ebert, right. after seeing that Q, Q, the Larry Cohen thing. Yes, he said uh, of Michael Moriarty's performance, it's a great method acting uh, in in a piece of dreck. And now uh, Arkoff proudly says. The Drek was my idea. I love that. <laughs> that is just great. King of the Z's, Samuel Arkoff. Okay, before I go out on the on the big one that I know you'll know, uh, a couple other mentions. Uh, a movie called Frankenstein General Hospital from 1988. <laughs> no. Well, our friend Leonard Malton called it the worst Frankenstein film ever made in English. And that's saying something. Yes. With the ones we just rattled off. Um, a movie that got a big release. But that looks like it was trying to be funny. I guess. Which makes it worse. I guess. Uh, a movie that got a... That and, got a- and I remember I what happened was I was filming either a part in a movie, a TV show, and the producer said, we have to take a break for a while. So you want us to go out and get you a book? Mm-hmm. And and I, I knew that Arkoff had a book out, and I said, can you get that one? And he said, not only can I get you the book, but our our uh, driver will take you to Samuel Arkoff's house, and he'll oh, sign that's it a, for you. you've told you. that story. That's a great story. That was and the, he signed it? Yes, yeah. he was amazing. That's a great and story. And I think he wrote in the book something like... Uh, I don't know who you are, but the uh, guy said you're okay, so that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How perfect would he have been for this podcast? Oh, my God. Here's a major Hollywood release uh, that was a terrible bomb, The Bride with Sting. Oh, yes, and Jennifer, and Jennifer Beals, Beals in 1985. Oh, God. That- I, get, I have not seen it. Is, it. is it an attempt to remake The Bride of Frankenstein? Kind of it, uh, and there's a midget in it. Of course, there's. Oh, is it uh, Warwick Warwick Davis? Who was the midget? Maybe the guy from Legend. Because Franken the Frankenstein monster, or Willow, I should say, becomes friends with a midget. Okay, Paul, you're gonna and, have to look that up. Yep. Find that midget. Find they midget. join the circus. Right. So it's the Frankenstein monster in the circus. Yeah, Clancy Brown plays the uh, the, Fra- the Frankenstein oh, monster. Oh, wow. we right? got to get him on this Yeah, he's show. an interesting guy uh, from uh, Shawshank Redemption. What about these hammer pictures? I know you're not a hammer guy, but Curse of Frankenstein with, uh, yeah, with, Peter, with, with Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. And then there's two without Lee that Cushing was in called The Evil of Frankenstein and Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed. Oh, you know I, I remember I saw those when I was a kid, yeah, but like on late night You're not TV. a fan of those. Never was. I remember in one of the movies, when it may have had Alan Bates. Okay. Where they accidentally, it's it's such a grown ending, they accidentally kill a kid, accidentally kills the monster by pulling a lever that has acid in it. And it melts the monster. It's like your old bit about the lever in the castle that blows the castle. Yeah, don't pull that lever. (laughs) I haven't seen the the bride, but I for honorable uh, honorable mention as far as bad Frankenstein movies, I'd like to throw in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, 
with oh. De Niro oh my as God. the monster, yeah, which oh. temporarily ended Kenneth Bronner's movie career. Yeah, that was like, he he sounded like Jake LaMotta as <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> well, it's just it's the, the, the peril of casting such a contemporary actor yeah. as the Frankenstein monster. You might as well make Pacino, you know, Igor. <laughs> what do you got on uh, what was the last one I gave you, Paul? What the uh, the bride? Or we just, yeah. Just, well, you, no, we don't need we don't okay, need to talk about the bride. I'm going to close with this. And they they tried to make it a big women's lib parable. Yeah, like she wouldn't be ordered around by Doctor Frankenstein. The makeup was impressive. Uh, these are the ones I found. I'm sure there are many, many other terrible Frankenstein uh, movies, but these are the ones that I found. And we'll wrap with one I know you know, directed by Al Adamson in oh, 1971. Frankenstein versus Dracula. You got it. Wait, it's the other way <laughs> Wait, around. Oh, Dracula versus Frankenstein. Right. Lon Chaney Jr. Very good. And J. Carol Nash. Look at you. And uh, the monster was like Zigoff Zakov, something. It was something, a, a totally made-up name, like Zar Zardo. Right. Really a guy named Jerry Levine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Changed so, his name. And, well, the monster, Frankenstein monster in it, who's seven feet tall, he was actually, talk about Jews, he was an accountant. Hey, he was like, hey, I think he was the accountant. Are you serious? Al Adamson. This is like, like Edward's chiropractor. Yes. Yeah. And he was getting a little annoyed doing the movie because it was tax season where he makes most of his money. Good God. <laughs> did, did Chaney and, play a mute? Uh, yeah. Groton yeah, yeah, the mute? He was, I mean, Chaney was like. He, he had been dead for 10 years <laughs> while he was filming that. 1971. And so, yeah, he played a mute called, like, yeah, Groton. Groton. Because when you're a midget or a monster, you have to have a name. You know, it can't be Henry the Monster or, or of course, or Phil, Phil the Midget. The midget. Right. Could someone fill the midget? <laughs> <laughs> We're running behind schedule. Oh, see, we need the uh, midget film. Here's where IMDb lets you down. Yeah, what, what they're, happened? They're all headshots of the cast. You can't tell who's the little one. And, just... But there's <laughs> the, the guy. He's got a beard, and they came up with this name like Zarkov yeah, I saw it when I was looking at it today. I think it's on Wikipedia, Paul. Well, there's, a, there's an actor... Who's named Xander Vorkov? That's, that's the guy. That's Xander it. Vorkov. That's that, Dracula. And, yeah. and <laughs> I heard like, um, you know, Cheney and uh, J. Carol Nash shared a room together. Oh, it's just sad. And it had been years since they did House of Frankenstein. Does Fari Ackerman show up in this one? Hey, as, yes. as Dr. Beaumont? Yes. 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 He shows up and he's killed by the monster. That's great. And this was a way to get it mentioned in, in famous in famous monsters. monsters of filmland. Russ Tamblin was in. Russ Tamblin, yes, yeah, that's right. Yes, we got to get Russ Tamblin because also Dara book Russ Tamblin. <laughs> also, it was originally also going to be called like you know motorcycle freaks, <laughs> like because it was a motorcycle picture that turned into a, that turned into a Dracula. And then they got Cheney and J. Carol Nash, and they. They combined the two. I have not seen you this excited in a yes! long time. <laughs> Xander and, Vorkov. And I heard that when Cheney and J. Carol Nash were sitting in the room together, 
Cheney said to Jay Carl Nash, Well, Jay, I guess we're gonna be dead soon. <laughs> <laughs> and and oh Jay Carl Nash said, Shut up, blonde. <laughs> 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 That's a beautiful story. I saw that on Inside the Actor's Studio. <laughs> beautiful. How do you know all this? Yes, if you could be anything, <laughs> Mr. Nash. Did he impress you? Dara's sitting in there eating a banana and shaking her head with a sense of wonder. We've secretly replaced Gilbert's usual coffee with cocaine. Let's watch. If, if God if God does exist, <laughs> what would Jake Carroll Nash say to him? What, what is Xander Zerkoff's favorite curse word? <laughs> oh, this was a fun one. So thanks to Sean Liu. Listener Sean Liu Gilbert had a field day. Lon Cheney Jr., what is your favorite word? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be dead soon. <laughs> he, he actually proposed I dare say this I say this at great risk he actually his, his idea was only was Frankenstein and Dracula movies the worst ever but I knew you would get so excited <laughs> and that you would have so much information that I'd have to table Dracula for another day so the next time we'll do worst Dracula movies Thank you, Sean Liu. What, what, it shows how pathetic I am that most guys, <laughs> they could give you uh, all the facts on baseball and football games. And me, I'm this excited exactly. over Dracula you, versus You Frank knew which one had a midget in it and what <laughs> and, what Cheney said to Jay Carroll Nash on I, his deathbed. I think, I, well, I think I talked about it on the show. Al Adamson. Yeah, now gone. Okay. Al Adamson... The way he died, Al Adam, he was a, you know, shit producer. Uh-huh. And <laughs> he, he, was. he wanted to have a swimming pool. So he hired, are we ready, a drifter to make the swimming pool for him. Oh, and, I know this story. You know, yeah. and, you know a drifter, right. how, when can that ever end badly? <laughs> So he hired... it wasn't a member of the Drifters. No, it was an actual Drifter. <laughs> that was a member of uh, what was that other team that said "Good Night Irene"? What was that? What was that group that sang "Good Night Irene"? The Weavers. Was it the Weavers? The Weavers. The Weavers. Yes. Wasn't that a time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he hires a Drifter to make him a pool for cheap, and he makes the pool. And then people are saying, friends of Al Adamson say, where's that Al Adamson? We're calling him. We stopped by his house. He's not here. And so finally the police show up at Al Adamson's house <laughs> and the pool has been plastered over. And they found out that he did build the pool, killed Al Adamson, the drifter, and then close up the pool, and he told the police, well, Al Adamson changed his mind about having a pool, and he oh wanted God. me to... What a story. This is like Edgar Allan Poe here. It really it is. is. Almost as good a death as, what's his name, Dr. Cyclops? Oh, yes! Uh, oh, my God, Albert Decker. Albert Decker, Decker. yes. <laughs> those, those, they're, good. they're right there, neck and neck. <laughs> Great, gruesome Hollywood What, what was his in brief? What oh, was he was in... killed by he some kind of hanging... hustler. They found him hanging naked yeah. in the shower, bound and gagged. 
with uh, obscene drawings and words written oh all God. over his body, yeah. and the police ruled it a suicide. <laughs> a very talented Name one other suicide. podcast that offers yeah. Al Adamson being killed and buried alive in his own swimming pool. Right. We got to sign okay. off. That was fun. So this has been <laughs> Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions with Igorless. Ray Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Swimming pool less Ray Bone. See you next time. <laughs>